Can anything good come from Nazareth? Ever feel small, unimportant, or feel like you can't be used to make an impact? Well, you're in the right place. I'm Mallory. And I'm Holly. And welcome to Small Town Big Kingdom. We believe even small people from small places can be used for His big kingdom. Through open and honest conversations about real-life struggles, we hope to dive deeper into His Word and how we can apply it to the small places and spaces of our lives. So click subscribe and join us as we chat with Bibles open and coffee in hand. Hey guys, welcome back. Hi. I hope you enjoyed our first episode last week of the Women in the Bible. This week we are going to be digging into a um, woman named Bathsheba. Talk about a soap opera. (laughs) (laughs) I um, remember this story somewhat like when I was younger and always thinking, remembering that like it was blamed on her. Like all the things that happened were kind of like it was her fault. She was asking for it. And now that we've been digging into this, I have come to realize that is not the case. It was more like a um, wrong place, wrong time. Not for her, but for David. Yeah. He was, she was not expecting him to still be where he was. And, um, well, before we dig into that, let's get, let's summarize the story. Okay. And then okay. we can kind of like break it down. Okay. Doke. So Bathsheba is a woman that was living in the same city as King David. Mm-hmm. The, um, So in that day and time, this was during war. So all the men were supposed to be at the battlefield. The women were home. She was in her courtyard, which is where you would have your bath at. And you would, after you had your menstrual cycle, you would do a cleansing. Yes. And so that's what she was doing. And let's preface that with like, when, when we hear today that she's outside taking a bath in the courtyard, it like implies that she's like, wanting to be seen but that's not really the case like that's where their showers were and typically it was closed in in and the only person that would possibly be able to see you was the only person who had a higher house than you which would have been the king and he should not have been home he should have been with all the men at war so she was in it would be like you taking a shower in your bathroom, basically. Yes. I mean, that's like where having she was. a window in your shower yeah. that you could see through. So she was doing this thinking no one could see her because she's in a courtyard with walls that no one can see in. But little did she know, King David was on his rooftop and was caught her, saw her, thought she was beautiful, and Instead of instead of being the godly man that he was claiming to be, chose to let sin take over, and he went on lust instead of like reeling it back in and taking you yeah. know. So he then calls for her. They come take her out of her home while her husband is off at war. Yes, he. Which right there, okay. And, and that in itself, like, a lot of people are like, well, she, growing up, it was always implied that she, like, seduced him. And it clearly says in scripture that he sent a servant to her house and took her away. Like, you're not going to tell the king no. 
and his guards know I'm not coming. I mean, like, what was the alternative there? Like, she's not going to say no and be put to death for telling the king no. Like, it would be like the president rolling up in his limo saying, you're coming to the White House. I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to get in the car and go. So she basically had no choice but to go. She goes. He... It says in scripture he slept with her. Yeah, that's not what that is, though. We all know what that is. Yeah. So she was forced to sleep with him. Mm-hmm. You can call it what you want. But then he sent. Then he sent her. And this is. Yeah, he sends her home. He sends her home. Like, this is where I'm like, okay, dude. You, you ripped me out of my home. You ripped me out of my home. You forced me to have sex with me. You don't even feed me breakfast. You don't let me shower. Nothing. Like, just go home. Use and it liked. I mean, talk about feeling used. Yes, and like you know that she didn't want that. She was in a loving marriage. It, her husband was one of the best soldiers. Yeah, like she, David knew what he was doing. Mm-hmm. He knew who she belonged to. So he does that. Of course, she gets pregnant because it's right after her period. So. She sends word that she's pregnant. So David being David tries to do all this stuff to cover his sin. That doesn't work. So what does he end up doing? Getting her husband put to the front lines where he knows he's going to get killed. He tries to get the husband to come home to sleep with her. Yes. So, I mean, to me, this is like days of our lives, Uh like before there was Uh days of our lives. So he, her, her husband, you. Uriah. Uriah. It's Mm -hmm. a hard name to say. Uriah. He was on the battlefield like David was supposed to be. And so when they come back from battle, they're kind of home and the the other um the other people in the army are still like kind of camped out. Well, David's strategy is like, you know, many people on soap barbers, he's like, if I can get him to sleep with his wife, then I will he will just think that it's his child. So he tells him to go home to his wife, but Uriah being the loyal um, servant of the king and and a loyal person in the army is like, I can't go home and to the comfort of my home and sleep with my wife while all my men are out there not comfortable. So he sleeps on his porch, basically is what it says. And so when David gets wind of this, he's like, crap, what am I going to do now? So David goes to, to the next Thing that um, most people do, soap opera again, he decides to get him drunk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he invites him over, has dinner and drinks with him to the point where he's drunk and then sends him back to his wife thinking, okay, he's going to get mm-hmm. drunk, go home, sleep with his wife. Or think that he did. Yeah. But he still doesn't do that. He's like, I can't do that. God's like, it's not happening. That yeah. God's like, you're not getting out of this one. So, so. third plan Gets him killed. Well, that one worked. So he is out of the picture. So then he moves Bathsheba into the palace, makes her marry him. Okay. And stop right there. Like, think about that. So her husband's been killed. She's gotten raped. She's now being forced to move. Yeah. And not even like allowed to really group. It's this is not like Uh -uh. a year later Mm -hmm. or a few months later or like probably like the next day or the same day. Yeah. I mean, there's no like getting through the grief of actually losing the husband that you love before you move on to the next one who's raped you and impregnated you. Yes. It's so sad. So sad. So she, they do this, they give birth, 
the baby dies because that's the justification of that. That's what Christ says he's going to do. Nathan, right, is his name that says this is what's going to happen because God speaks to him. And so then David realizes, okay, now I'm not the only one who knows this. Bathsheba's not the only one who knows this. But now Nathan knows this. And Nathan is like, if you don't come clean with your sin, more is to happen. Well, because come on now. Like when you're in a town, we all know, like people talk. Uh Everybody in town's going, okay, Bathsheba's husband was just at war. Everybody's probably counting back like everybody knows that now you're newly married to the guy that just like which is probably why imagine how she felt because none of this was her fault through time she's been she's been condemned as the one who seduced him while her her husband was away she went and found a new a new one and i mean have we not all been there where we've made ourselves feel like this is well i brought that upon myself because i did this or i dressed this way or i put myself in this situation and like i feel like the whole point to this story is she was not the one who was in the wrong david is the one who was in the wrong but so much in our society we blame it on the women because the men are like well i'm sorry but you shouldn't have dressed like that and i wouldn't have thought that she wanted that she looked at me a certain way or she was asking for it because she was in the wrong place well let me just tell you something god says it's the man's fault (laughs) so anyway that happens then she gets pregnant again they give birth to solomon who they have been prophesied that is going to be the best king and ruler so um we're going to break into this story a little bit more, but the ending of, there's not much, like she speaks like twice throughout this whole process. Like there's, it's, she doesn't hardly say anything. And so, um, but the two times, the two times that she does speak are so like profound for the first time is I'm pregnant. (laughs) And like, you, you see that story unroll and how the, David just screws everything up. And then when Solomon gets grown, there's another brother who is trying to take over the kingdom and is jealous and is wrong, you know, in what he sees as ruling the kingdom. And she knows this. And Nathan, who is the one who I guess like interprets things that like, he's like an interpreter of types, I guess. And he's like, Solomon is the one that is supposed to. And so, David was not, I guess, in his right mind at this time because he was older in age. And so she goes to him and confides in him and and says, you need to allow Solomon to become the king and to take your throne over. And he does. And he is the one who made one of the biggest impacts for that, you know, in that day and time. And um, so, like, it just... It's crazy to me that they don't show her talking at all. But then those moments that she does and the pieces that they give you about her, it's just like how much like she had to have had such a good relationship with Christ to have so much patience and peace throughout the, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, and knowing like. Well, clearly she must be where part of his wisdom, Solomon, you know, Mm -hmm. is known as the wisest king ever so clearly some of her wisdom her must reward. have come yes, from, from his from, mom. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that was her reward was having this, you know, she lost her first child that w- that came out of sin, but then she got rewarded with another son who became the wisest king. So. And how sad is that? Like when you say 
lost the first son who came out of sin and out of not her own making, not her own sin. Like, and we go through things like that sometimes too, when people like you can lose a child out of someone else's sin, someone else's mistake, someone else's drunk driving or someone else's, you know, wrongdoing. You lose your child. I mean, think about how that happens. I mean, it's just so crazy. And it's so crazy to me that for so long, people have like blamed her or. Well, they take the story as it's her fault because she was bathing out. In the open. That's not the case. If you read the context and you know, if you know the background of that day and time, you would know that that's wrong. It's just crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. But- I, I don't think if I was her, like. If I was her, I wouldn't be offering words of wisdom. Like, mine too. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, I would just love, like, she's another one that, like, when we get to heaven, like, I would just love to be like, what really went down? What were you doing in what all those really? years? Yeah, what was like, the waiting like? What did you really say? Because they only gave you two lines in the Bible, and I know you had to miss say more than that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I told Holly the other day when we were, like, going over notes on this, like, is God trying to tell us, that, like, we're supposed to be really quiet? And no, like, he only so- gave her two lines. <laughs> yeah, like, are we not After supposed to all speak of that. a lot? Um, but I think that this is just a good story to, like, kind of bring to light, like, first off, how your impression of things and what you think of people can come off of things that aren't actually true. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. how you see it isn't really what happened. And so like, and taking, or like taking people at what they're saying is the story or what has happened. Like that's not always the case. Or even just if you see something, you may not be seeing exactly what you think you're seeing. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and then also just like how faithful was she to, after all that happened to her, still stay married to him, still stay, you know, and then to get to raise the son who was the wisest king. It was just, I feel like that's God's way of, you know, like that's probably, redeeming yeah, the story, redeeming the sin. Cause I mean, ultimately David does repent for his mistakes he ultimately, after Nathan has a conversation with him and makes him realize, it's almost like he was so clouded by sin, sin and lust that he couldn't even really realize how bad his actions were and until Nathan told him like a story about someone stealing a sheep. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, so angry, he's going to go kill a sheep. And Nathan's like, dude, it's you. that was you. Like mm-hmm. you, you stole the man's wife and then had it murdered. Like, and I and think then, that's so true of us today. Like we get so caught up in things sometimes yeah. that we don't even realize it's we maybe not started as a sin, but it's this whole thing it, is unraveled and we're yeah. just so deep in it. We don't even realize. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Until you've done, you've gotten so far and someone's got to say, wait, like you need to look at what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And David did repent for it. Um, and, he really, even when um, Bathsheba was uh, pregnant with that first child and they were they were going to lose the child, you know, David pleaded with God and repented not to take the child. And he did as a punishment for that sin. But um, it's just God's so beautiful in the way that he like redeems us. And we, I mean, if this is not an example of your sin is never too much for God to mm-hmm. turn it around or make something beautiful out of it. I mean, he was a, a rapist, a murderer. I mean, 
Well, he's he does lots, and he's how many times does it say that he's a man after God's own heart? Like, yeah, you know what I mean. Like he, like God favored him. Yeah, and I mean, how he's in the Bible uh, quite a bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, and Jesus comes from his lineage. Yes, I mean, he's one of his ancestors. So, I mean, Jesus and God can use anyone's story to turn something beautiful, um, to use it for something beautiful. And Bathsheba is just another example to me of a, of a woman, I think, that was labeled incorrectly, unjustly um, taken advantage of. But her faith and her willingness to persevere is used for something beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's kind of powerful. Yes, very I, I really, yeah, I really do want to know what she has to say, though. Yeah, I know. I would like for her <laughs> to get speak there. up some. She's going to be one that we track down. <laughs> and I think that's what you're going to come to find out with all the women in the Bible that we see. I mean, most of them come from places of unlikeliness and or have been through something that is hard. And we're going to see them persevere through it and push through it and be faithful to Christ. And I think that's just an example of how we need to be living our lives and leading our lives on a daily basis. I mean, yeah. if they could do it back then, through their lives were much harder than ours. They couldn't mm-hmm. walk to the fridge to get a water out or, you know, those types of things. And so I just think like wrapping your head around that and taking that into consideration too and just keeping it with you is something great. All right, guys, that concludes our talk on Bathsheba, um, the second installment of the unlikely, unlikely women of the Bible that we hope that in some small way you learn from, because we sure have. So just a reminder, please subscribe and share the podcast. As you know, it helps others to find us easier, and we hope that you have a good rest of your week. Bye.